In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Hey, listeners, welcome to this episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. So thrilled you've chosen to tune in, and I think you'll be glad you've tuned in to this particular episode. Uh, if you haven't yet joined our private Facebook group, just for podcast listeners, take a moment as you're listening to this, you get back to your desk or on your phone if you're driving, and go over to Facebook and type in in the search bar, Mortgage Marketing Radio, and then you'll see our private group come up just for podcast listeners. We'd love to have you in there, show up, say hello. Um, and we're gonna be uh, doing some additional content training, uh, bringing in special guests and so forth in the coming weeks, kicking off the new year with a whole new marketing plan and strategy to add more value, to, to carry on the conversation from the podcast to the Facebook group. So if you're down for that, go check it out, Facebook uh, and uh, search Mortgage Marketing Radio and you'll find it. Okay, cool. So let's talk about this episode. So this episode is a long time in the making and I'm just thrilled to be able to capture some of uh, this person's time. And it uh, probably took over a year, I think, to get this interview actually scheduled, but it was well worth it. And this is for you if you in particular are looking to YouTube as a place for you to grow your presence online for you to perhaps generate your own organic leads. Uh, you know, if, if YouTube is a, is a potential place for you with your content strategy uh, in the coming year, um, this episode and this person is somebody you should follow. So who am I talking about? I'm talking about Jennifer Beeston. She's with Guaranteed Rate up in the California Bay Area and is a rock star, super woman in many different ways. Um, first and foremost, in terms of production, um, Last year, she did over $200 million. Um, I don't have the unit count handy, but you'll hear it in the interview. So she talks about how many units she did. It's quite a lot, let's just put it that way. But the other thing that's important and relevant for our conversation is when I ask, as you know, I always ask, what's your number one source of business? It's the first time in over, I think, well, put it this way, in, in 200 different episodes in almost five years of interviewing top producers, it's the first time anybody has said to me, YouTube. So the number one source of business for Jennifer Beeston is YouTube. And she gets an amazing amount of applications. Dare I say, not leads, applications from YouTube. To the tune of over 80, let's say, right? Per month. I'm pausing pur purposely so that you can let that sink in. These are people 
who go to Jennifer's channel because they're searching for content on YouTube or specific information. It could be related to VA loans. It could be related to how to shop lenders. It could be related to obviously mortgages. It could be related to pre-approvals, uh, so on and so forth. You know, VA is definitely a passion and a specialty for her as you'll hear about. But the point is, is that four years ago, she made a decision, right? She made a decision that she wanted to diversify her sources of business and not be so dependent upon real estate agents and chose to go with YouTube um, and went all in and put a lot of sweat equity in and it has paid off for her in a big way. And the links to her channel will be in the show notes. Um, but to give you some stats, okay, she's been doing this four years. She's got 17,000 subscribers. In the last 30 days, she's had 158,000 views across 10 videos. And the lifetime, the total lifetime is just about to cross 4 million views and 257 videos. She's posting, posting, I think, two or three videos a week, and she's stepping, stepping that up to four videos a week this year. And you can go to her channel. You'll see some of the view counts she's getting on videos, such as three signs you're not ready to buy a home, almost 3,000 views, um, how to rate shop lenders, almost 2,000 views, January 2021 mortgage update, uh, 3,000 views. VA loans, the full truth, 87,000 views from nine months ago. So if you're considering YouTube, you've got to listen to this episode with an open mind. Um, and once again, I'm gracious for her to be, be able to make time. She's incredibly busy and slammed. Um, so as I said, we're going to put links in the show notes to her channel. Check it out. She's doing some great things with uh, this, the topics. By the way, if you want to know what's working or what's, what's resonating with people, in terms of what are they most interested in learning more about, it's watch the views, watch the views, and of course the duration, which you can't see, but on your own channel, right? Anyway, so without further ado, um, let's bring on my very special guest. I'm thrilled to have Jennifer Beeston. Let's get into this week's show. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. This has been a long time coming, about a year, I think. So <laughs> grateful, <laughs> grateful and excited. Because you are doing something in the industry as a mortgage professional that very few, I think, have done so far. And that is, from my perspective, you know what I'm talking about. Don't pretend you don't know. Uh, from my perspective, that is build an amazing presence online, in particular, from what I gather on YouTube. Is that fair? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm definitely uh, unique in that aspect. Okay. What I don't know about you, if you wouldn't mind, just, just real quick update last year's numbers, volume and units. So and I know you're like 10%, what'd you do? And so last year I did 205,546,000 units. Awesome, congratulations by the way, that's- uh, Yeah, I was pretty excited. <laughs> For sure. What's the number one source of business? At this point, uh, it's YouTube. Hmm. All right, see that- Social media, 100%. Not, I mean, like I would say 60% of my business is social media driven and then past client referrals. We still have realtors in the mix, but it's not anywhere like it was three years ago. What do you mean? What, what, what's happened there? Why is that? Well, it takes time to build, right? That's, that's what everyone in the industry doesn't like realize. Because with social media, usually people are like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make so much money doing it. They do it twice. They get two likes and they're done. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas I've been working on this for, I don't know if I'm on year four now, 
you know, being really consistent. And so my whole business before that, like I've been doing, you know, not 200 million, but you know, 50 million, 70 million in that ballpark for a long time. But up until recently, it was realtor driven uh, and past clients. Yeah. Did you make a conscious choice to try and pivot away from that? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because uh, a couple different things. Um, you know, I have some realtor partners that I really like that I think are amazing people and I love doing deals with them. But when you're fully dependent on realtors, you're also dependent on realtors that may be terrible people with horrible ethics that make you want to kill yourself every time they call. <laughs> right. And I made a conscious choice that, you know, I've been doing this long enough, right? Cause I'm at year 14, you're 13 or 14. Right. And at some point, at first you're learning everything, right? But at some point you have to make a lifestyle change. And what is that? Is it, you know, and some people love the realtor game. They, they don't mind, you know, it's like a realtor is like trying to take advantage of a client and they're like, Oh, you know, it just doesn't. But for me, I've always been that person that fights for the underdog. Yeah. So the beautiful thing about where I moved into is a big portion of it. There's so many different factors that went into it. Um, but it, a lot of it was talking to a woman who deals with uh, professional women and I was lost because I was like, um, you know, why am I doing this anymore? And I think at the time I was doing, I'd gone from like 50 to 70 and that was really tough that anytime you jump even a little, it hurts. And, um, she's like, Jen, you have a voice. Why don't you use it? Hmm. I was like, Oh, that's a good point. Like if I can actually make a difference in hmm. this industry, well, hmm. then it's, then it's interesting. Then it's going to keep me in the business then I'm going to want to show up to work because every single day I show up now, you know, yeah, my business is doing great. We get so many clients. It's amazing. But what's also as amazing is beyond the clients that come to me, I get emails from people saying, Hey, Jen, you helped me so much. I closed on my house. These aren't even my clients, but they watched the videos. They felt empowered. They utilized my tips in order to not be taken advantage of. And to me, that's rewarding because it's like, you're going to work, but you're also doing good in the world. And in a world that's pretty dark right now, <laughs> any, any little bit of light you can get, right. why wouldn't you? Well, you found a way to take this, this quote job, if you will, or career of being a mortgage professional and get fulfillment out of it, right? Yeah. 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 Like you're giving back in a way through your education. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Love that. So four years ago, you, you, what, what made you wake up and go, Hmm, social media. And why was it YouTube for you versus something else? Well, so beyond, you know, the, you have a voice, use it. I had a realtor who I built my business with, um, you know, for, for years, like I had multiples, but he was like the one and he is brilliant at coming up with what the next wave was. And he was doing video and he was like, Jen, you know, it'd be, cause I haven't met with clients Oh God, in six years, you cannot pay me to meet anyone in person. Um, and it's just because it's really inefficient, but it's also because I had a bad incident years back. Ladies do not meet with clients alone um, that I don't even play anymore. It's like, you want to meet with me, go use someone else. Um, and he had said, I should start doing videos to clients just being like, Hey, it's Jennifer. I just looked at your loan, blah, blah, blah. And at the time I was super offended by it because I was like, great. You're not happy with my service. I already do everything. I answered you on my honeymoon, right. To talk to you about a refi. Now you want me to send out personal 
videos to clients, yeah. right? So I, um, yeah, I decided that I wasn't going to do personal videos. I was going to do YouTube. And then it became this passion project of like, okay, what can we tweak? So for you, it wasn't necessarily an awareness of, hey, YouTube's a search engine, right? That whole thing? Well, I mean, look, there's also the whole factor that my son, you know, who's 16 now, he lived on YouTube. And I was like, you know, I had this realtor pressuring me. I had this lady saying, you have a voice. I was watching my son and I was like, okay, let's see what happens. And and it's turned out well. Yeah, more than well. (laughs) But there were a lot of years there, you know. Well, I know I really, you've obviously kind of, if I could use the word matured or evolved in terms of your presence on YouTube, but like one, your thumbnails, you've, you recently leveled those up in a really awesome way, by the way. I don't know if you've seen any improvements in your clicks and views since changing the thumbnails. Uh, it's just like, it's totally different. So one of the big things I've done and and there's been a progression because I've hired different people to help me out throughout the entire time, because there's no way you can run your business, run a YouTube channel, film content, have a family, like good, good luck. Um, so I don't know if it's, I think the thumbnails help. I think it's also that I'm very niche oriented in certain ways and that's spreading awareness. Um, but I have a catalog now where if you're a first time home buyer, people binge watch. So they're watching, you know, 50 to 60 videos. And by that time, you know, they know who you are as a person and if they, they gel with you, they're sold. So yeah, thumbnails are important, but what's more important than the thumbnail is the content and how much content you have to back it up. Because if you have one good video, you might get clients from it, but they have nothing to verify your consistency as a person and people want to know who you are. All right, let's break this down. You said your number one source of business is, is, is YouTube. So, and I know what happens over time is all of a sudden people start reaching out. Hey, we watch your videos. We want to talk. So like, what does that look like on a monthly basis? How many of those inquiries are you getting? Oh, uh, I mean, I think month to date, we've probably had about 178 applications. All right. Here, ah. applications. That's Here not just emails and calls. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. So in one month, basically, because it's, it's the last week of January, 178 apps. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. And by the way, just to clarify, tell me if this is correct. A lot of those people are already, quote, pre-sold on you? Well, they, they know me. I yeah. mean, if, if you've watched... <laughs> If you've been with me for a couple of years or you watch 15 videos, my temperament's very consistent. Like I have the same principles so they know what they're getting. And that's, that's lovely because I'm not a sugar cookie when it comes to, you know, of those 178 or 176 apps, maybe 80 will qualify. Hmm. Right. I get people very early in the home journey. You know, they want to figure out if they have a chance. So you know, they know I'm not going to be a sugar cookie about it. And that's why they're coming to me because they want me to say, Hey, you're really close, but you know, you need more money or, or what the hell are you doing with your credit or really an overdraft? Come on. We talked about that. Ah, I love that. So you're just being yourself. Yeah. Hello people. You've heard that that's, that's the game. Be yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. Okay. So that's amazing. How much time then do you spend on coming up with content? Number one. Um, not as much as you would think. And it's something that actually I've been, um, I feel like I need to do a better job, like in all honesty, because I kind I do whatever I'm feeling at the moment. I, I take notes throughout the week. Like, okay, I'm seeing this a lot. 
I talk to my team now, you know, I've had to staff up from one assistant last year to now I've got, you know, four, right. There's no way you can get through the apps. It's impossible. Um, so I'll ask like, what are we hearing consistently? And I do my content based on what I'm seeing. I also do my content when I get mad, <laughs> which, yeah. you know, that's always, if I see something happen that I don't think is right, I definitely uh, do a video about it. Yeah. But probably in terms of coming up with content, less than an hour a week. And I don't script, which is pretty obvious. Uh, well, I mean, you've gotten really good at it. So, I mean, I don't watch a ton of your videos because it's like, oh, clearly she knows what she's doing. Well, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, all right. So an hour, are you batch filming or how do you do that? Depends. Sometimes I do a couple in a day. Sometimes I do a day by day. It just depends. Sure. Sure. Interesting. Um, and then do you outsource the editing? Um, everything's filmed in one take. So I trim the front, I trim the back, and then it goes to my guy who adds captions and does the thumbnails and ultimately posts it. Do you do keywords and that kind of stuff? I have a guy that does that. Yeah, it does it. Okay, cool. Right. So you're just, you're, you're focused, you're in your lane, which is creating the content. Yeah. I mean, trying to become an SEO wizard, um, doesn't feel like the best use of my time. Oh, heck no, 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 no. Yeah. No. It's a whole different art. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it, I always use your channel as an example. Oftentimes like you, you, I don't know if you know, Karen Carr in the real estate space. So use her as well. Uh, but I, there's very few LOs that are leveling up uh, on YouTube. For those that don't know, I'm going to put links in the show notes, obviously, but you got 17,000 subscribers currently. And you, like you said, over about four years, um, I use TubeBuddy. Do you use TubeBuddy? You know what that uh, is? I feel like I've had TubeBuddy at some point. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be really honest. I'm so checked out from that because the, like, I mean, look, last year I did, you know, 200 million. The year before I did 80 or 70s. So like, I don't even have, I don't even know where I am most days because I'm just trying to make sure we close the deals. Yeah. Okay. So total lifetime views, almost 4 million. You're about to pass a milestone. Did you get that plaque from uh, YouTube yet? Right. I do not have any plaques. I'm very hurt. Oh, I need to call them. I think in the last 30 days, this is saying you've had 158,000 views over 10. Yeah. That's like, that's James Brown right there. That's <laughs> That's James Brown level. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the most uh, exciting topic, right? So I'm always thrilled when I get any views. It is the most exciting topic. The fact that you can get, what was the apps? How many apps? A hundred and... Yeah. 176. Apps in a month exclusively from YouTube. You didn't pay well, for... Well, let's, let's, let's put a caveat in there. That's also past client referrals, right? So that's where we are for the month. But I mean, look, Total apps. social media is a big crux of my business. But what I'll say to every single person, and I say it up front, is if you're not comfortable with it, good luck. And if you're not willing to put in the work, it is another job. It is not, you know, if you think you're going to film three videos and suddenly be doing 200 million, you're not. So if you have the diligence, the effort, the energy, and you want to give back and give valuable information, go for it. If you think you're going to overnight get a billion apps and everything, it's a really long road. So you said something that if, if you aren't comfortable with social media, good luck. Do you mean by that? Good luck in your fading? You no, know, like if you're not, like if you're not comfortable, it's really tough to do, you know, the videos consistently and all of that. If you're not comfortable in your own skin, you have to have a certain level of confidence. If you can fake confidence, do it. That's what I did. I mean, if you look at some of my first videos, they are rough. 
By year one, though, I am the most confident person you'll ever meet. And at this point, I mean, it's fake it till you make it, right? But there's people who try to force themselves into social media because they think it's a gravy train, but they're like scripted. And it's like, it's just torture. It's like, look, it's like if you put me in a room of realtors or networking, it's torture. I will fail. Do not put me in a room with people, please. COVID. <laughs> You're still involved with realtors. Uh, I'm just curious, then what do you do? How do you work realtors today, if at all? I do a really good job. Uh, oh, transaction wise. Yeah. So you yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And I think that, you know, that's one of the frustrations that I have and, and why I moved away from realtor business is because loan officers, our jobs are not easy. And anyone who says being in a mortgage originator, especially with the guidelines that are going on right now is easy. It's not. And what's always frustrated me about the whole point is realtors are like, you know, you can be the best loan officer in the world, give the client a great rate, and close that transaction on time. And there's a lot of realtors that are like, well, what else are you going to give me? Mm -hmm. Right. And so I've, I've chosen to work with realtors who are like, oh my God, you took great care of my client. You closed on time. I know I can call you. You'll answer the phone. I love you. Yeah. Right. I, I don't do like any um, events. Mm -hmm. I don't send gifts. I don't do any of that stuff because I mean, guys, here's the thing. Like, we can market just like realtors. There's no reason a mortgage lender, like people have always relied on realtors to go get the business, but we can market just like them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you get on YouTube or social in general? Um, because you felt that if you didn't, you'd be missing out. No, I had, I had no idea what it would become. Hmm. It, you know, it just started. And then I'm one of those people where, I don't give up easily. And I got, you know, some pretty decent feedback in the beginning. And then it just kind of snowballed. And at this point, it's like, you know, if people ask me, when are you going to retire? Well, I'm going to retire when the spread that you see between lenders on VA, when that spread gets a lot thinner, that's when I'll retire. But as long as we're seeing, you know, on a VA loan, because that is my passion, if you're seeing a lender charge 4% for what another lender is charging 2.375, and this lender is still getting business, my job is not done. Got it. So, so you're passionate about VA. Why? Because they're totally taken advantage of and it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those uh, segments of our industry where lenders step on the margins to make up for stuff like giving wealthy people discounts. You know, and these are the people who are risking their lives to protect all of us. But then when you actually dig in and it's like, I know you have new loan officers that listen, probably guys go look at rates on a VA loan. Just go online. I want you to look at 10 different companies and ask your boss, Hey, what are the margins that these guys are making? If they're charging this much, right. Mm -hmm. Get really educated about it. Educate borrowers on it. Um, you know, and my dad and grandfather were in the Navy, but it's really just from a, a standpoint of I'm in the Bay Area where we see a lot of, you know, private banking. Oh, if you have $500,000, we'll give you this lower rate. If you have this, we'll give you this. If you work at this company, we'll give you this. And then I was watching what was happening with our military active duty and veterans. And I was like, but they're charging, wait, so they're giving a rich person two and a half and they're charging the veteran 4% when the rate should be you know, two and a quarter. Mm. How is this right? Mm. 
Excellent point. I don't know. It's, there's a lot of things screwed up about how we treat our veterans when they come back. Well, and I mean, look, it's just a margin game, right? And I know that there's a lot of lenders and there's always been this rumor in the industry that, you know, oh, you know, if they're govy lenders, they make more, right? People have been told for years that if you're setting up your compensation, if you do mostly VA or FHA, you can set your compensation higher. Mm-hmm. My whole goal is to make it so that changes. I'm not trying to take people's jobs away. I'm not trying to make people poor. I'm just trying to make it so that we're being fair. Yeah, no, I love it. That's a, that's a good angle. And you've probably educated a lot of people with your videos on that. Uh, it is lock, uh, learning how to shop rates is something we cover a lot <laughs> and why it's important. Yeah, fantastic. That's all it is. We just need people to shop rates. Do you, um, how, how do you handle though, you know, the classic realtor objection to VA buyers? Um, two, two different ways. So education, right? We tell them that it, it's not horrible. It's not bad. So like, let's say I have the buyer because my buyer, my buyers are coming to me most of the time. They're not coming through the realtor. Yeah. So if I'm talking to the buyer and they're telling me, look, the realtor's telling me I'm never going to get a house, this or that. I'll talk to the realtor. I'll gauge their experience. A lot of times what I'll see is realtors who are, you know, brand new. They don't know anything about VA. They just know it's harder than conventional, which it's not, but it can be harder to get accepted. So they push back on the veteran. Oh, you need to qualify for conventional. Or you have people who maybe did a VA in 1980, 1980s. So I, I talk to them and we talk about why it's not a problem. We talk about, you know, let me call the listing agent. Let me tell them about, you know, the ones that I'm closing in 25 days. Let me tell them what to be afraid of, what not to be afraid of. And yeah. if the realtor will not budge, I will encourage the borrower to go with another realtor. Mm, interesting. So I imagine you are handing out uh, a fair amount of buyer leads to agents. Um, at this point, I actually uh, work with a company called projectvalor.org, where it's run by this guy named Matt. Matt's a former Navy recruiter, really good guy. Um, he's been in real estate. He's been in mortgage. And what he does is he actually hooks up um, the VA buyers with agents that understands VA. So what he does is he'll have an interview with the buyer, talk to them about what they like, what their personality is, all that stuff. Then he looks in the local area for the best realtors and he interviews them. Doesn't cost the buyer anything. Yes, he gets a referral fee, but he gives a portion of that back. And what I've seen is that it's been such a better experience because for everyone, the client is getting someone that understands VA, understands not to try to talk them out of it and will get them into a house with VA and knows how to tell the seller about it. So VA buyers you have, if I understand, then you're connecting them to Project Valor? Um, I asked that question because, you know, the other classic thing that we're told to do as loan officers is generate buyer leads for your agents. That's a way to add value, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, look, if I was more local, that would make sense, but I'm licensed in 46 states now and it's, in, and like the business is coming from everywhere. So it's like one day we're like, wow, I guess a video hit in Ohio. Cool. I don't know agents in every County, every city, every state. And so it's a beautiful thing to have someone who's, you know, out there looking for them to do this so that we're not being like, well, go to Zillow, see who does the most, and then try to guess. Right, right. But, Got it. I mean, look, yes, will your realtors like you more if you feed them? Of course. But at the same point, I mean... Well, for those listening that, that haven't done what you've done or are looking at social media, I mean, that's just another reason, if you need one, of like why it makes sense to have a brand on yeah. social media. 
you know? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, I know we're, uh, we're tight on time. So are you also trying to repurpose any of your YouTube content to other, like I see you've got the Instagram platform. Are you conscious? You know, it's interesting. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I try to do it on, I try to put it on other platforms. You know, we'll throw it up on LinkedIn for fun. Um, it will go up on Instagram. I actually do get some business off of Instagram, which is interesting to me, but it's not like the same. Um, I'm totally eating crap on TikTok right now. So if you want to watch a fail, you can follow me on that. Um, like, I think with a lot of these different social media platforms, if you're interested in social, if you care about what you're doing, if you can provide something of value, that's the trick. Don't sell, give them something. Worst case scenario is you've done some good in the world. Best case scenario, they're your client. Um, then social media is great. Any platform, just you have to be able to have a sense of humor and not be upset if you get 12 views. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, you have to be comfortable, you know, kind of in your own skin, but also be comfortable being uncomfortable because you have a lot to learn yet. Yeah, well, and you have to have a good sense of humor about like, look guys, we're talking about mortgages. Like you are not going to, you're not going to get the views of a 22 year old bikini model. Sorry. Like if you, if you do your makeup and do mortgage tips, maybe, but I don't know if that's going to give you a good client base, you know? So you want to think this stuff through and not just fall into trends. Let me go to your about section real, real quick. I'm curious about your process, like how you move leads from YouTube to application. How does that typically happen for you? Are you directing people to your website to apply? Um, I usually like to start with a phone call. So I'm a big fan of Calendly because I want to talk to people and know what their goals are. You know, what's their purpose in buying a house? If now's the right time, you know, I start off trying to figure out credit income. So usually I want to talk to everyone before they've got an application. Um, so we usually direct them to my calendar, then to the app. Because the thing is, is it sucks to get... <laughs> You know, sometimes we get apps and, and they won't call us back. And, and then once, you know, like two months later, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I was talking to 42 lenders. And we're like, that was a terrible waste of time. Right. right. Um, so in order for people to get on your calendar, how do they do that? Do they have to call you? No, they, there's links. There should be links in every video. If you go into the sections, it has the Calendly. And then if someone and in every video, I tell people, hey, look, call, text, email me. You know, they have every single way to get in touch. And then if they're texting me on the weekend, I'll be like, Hey, can you pick a time for my calendar that works for you? But I mean, if there's something bad happening, like someone's in a loan going sideways with another lender, of course, I'll pick up the phone and talk to them immediately. Yeah. 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 It's uh, now that I've clicked through to an individual video, I can see your link to Calendly plus people can text you. And of course you're being smart and linking them back to other helpful videos on YouTube. Man, licensed in how many States? 46. <laughs> Six. And I got most of them last year, but I have to tell you guys, like it, it, like just, you know, pieces of advice for young mortgage loan officers. First of all, guys, you should go to my channel because it has everything that's ever happened in mortgage. And you'll learn about, you know, mortgage insurance, why you shouldn't do FHA, why conventional is better, all that stuff. Um, but like, if you guys learn your guidelines, you know, stay on top of it. Don't sell your soul to your business partners, right? Don't do unethical stuff in order to keep someone giving you business. Keep in mind that the person you work for is the client, yeah. not the realtor, not the financial planner. It's the client. Mm -hmm. 
there's so many people in this industry that do their business differently, but the key thing for all the successful people, because, you know, I'm at a company where you throw a rock and you hit a hundred million dollar producer, they're all client first, which is huge. And if you're in a state like California, you better get your licenses because people are moving. <laughs> exactly. Very smart play. And uh, I, again, I think you're ahead of the curve there because other like mega producers, I guess I'll call them people who do your kind of volume. Um, that's one of the ways they're continuing to grow their business is going to yeah. other states. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause hundred percent. Cause it's like, look, if you're focusing on just a local market, you are stuck with what that local market has. So I really started getting my licenses because I would have these years where I was going up to, you know, I thought I'd hit a hundred million and then my business was closed from September on because fires. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. You know, I get shut down for four to six months in California due to fires every single year now. So, you know, you have a good relation, you have a great transaction in Texas, keep the realtor. Right. Well, and again, back to the whole reason of social media, it's like today, like, like when I started in 2003, there's no way you could have really grown to uh, other States as easily as you can today. Yeah. Today, put out content, YouTube, you can do use keywords and tags and run ads, you know, to uh, attract uh, people in different markets. So only makes sense if you want to grow. Hey, if there's someone that's hungry, wants to go into social media and is licensed in a bunch of States, they should be targeting USDA. Yeah. Why? Yeah. For some hungry new loan officer that hears this target USDA, do a ton of videos on it, be licensed in a bunch of States. It's because USDA is one of the best loans out there. No one knows how to do it. I don't target it because I don't have processors that specialize in it. Um, but if I did, I would be all over it. And it's very, so it's easy to learn. yeah, very few people are after it. So it's very little competition. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. and, that, and, and clearly you're an example of people necessarily need to meet. Well, you don't meet face to face, but you're also not seeing a negative impact to your business by not meeting people. No, I mean, look, I, and when I get people that are like, well, I want to meet with my lender you know, face to face, why don't you do that? I'm always like, if you're going to take a day off, I want you to spend it with your kids or playing golf or having a life, not watching me read your tax returns. It's yeah. super boring. There's nothing you're going to get from meeting me except for me making bad jokes. <laughs> That's it. Are you doing like Zoom consults with anyone or is it all over the phone? No, no Zoom. We actually talked about that because I've got a gal on my team that's like, Jen, if we did Zoom, we would convert so much more. And I was like, we are not doing Zoom. And, and here's why. It takes more time, right? But it's also like, I think guys like Zoom, but I don't think women do. Well, because you feel you have to be ready and all that. I get it. Yeah. 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 Whereas guys, like my husband, he does all of his meetings on Zoom. He loves it. I hate Zoom. Like yeah, this no, is painful. I know. I appreciate you going through this. Um, no, I get it. And plus you're somebody who's scaling in a large way in terms of units as well. And so time is money, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, you can give really good service without, you know, a lot of this stuff is being phased out. People don't even have the bandwidth anymore. I was on the phone with um, someone who specializes in TikTok the other day, because I was just wondering why I sucked so much. And he was letting me know that it was because my videos were terrible and too long. They're 60 seconds. He's like 30 seconds. You get 30 seconds. That's it. 30 seconds. Are you looking at that as a, as a potential business source? Um, I don't know yet. I'm looking at it because I think it's interesting. I think Clubhouse is very interesting as well. Um, 
I think Clubhouse, if you're not comfortable on camera, is probably a knock it out of the park. Um, if I was newer in my career and had more bandwidth, because like, honestly, guys, I'm working like 16 hours a day right now. It's bad. Like I have a treadmill. I don't think you guys can see it in my office because my husband thinks I'm going to die from sitting at my desk. Like it's dark. So if I was newer, you know, the first thing is you need to work eight hours a day, even if you have nothing to do. If you don't have stuff to do because you're new and you have like three transactions a month, get on Clubhouse, do loan chat, open for business, you know, just sit there and answer any and all questions. And if you don't have to know all the answers, you just say, let me talk to an underwriter. I'll get back with you. Let me put this on the list. What's the best email? Email you the answer. That's interesting you mentioned that because um, I was asking other people about, is there a consumer play for Clubhouse? And you just explained one. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Like people no, want help. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's a lot of colleagues in there talking about marketing or whatever. You know what I mean? It's not very, cons- it's not, it hasn't hit a consumer application yet, but I think it will. Well, right. Because people want, and the thing I found out about YouTube is people are so hungry for information. They just want to understand. And if you look at what we do as lenders, you know, as a, as an industry, it's, it's not great for understanding, you know, what you get a flyer with three bullet points that doesn't tell you anything. You have a consult with a lender where they say, Oh, you qualify for this. How many of you guys are talking to them about their debt to income? Are you probably not, but you should be right. Absolutely. If you want to be, you know, it's all about differentiation. You know, we keep hearing that word. It's a cliche, but that's one simple, easy way is how many people actually, you know, it's like, is this a sales job? Is this a business, a career? What is it for you? You know, mm-hmm. really for you, it's a business, you know, um, and you're running it like one in a lot of different ways. So hats off to you. Any big plans or changes coming up for you besides trying to survive? Uh, how busy it is <laughs> you know, regarding content strategy or anything? Um, so for content strategy, it's just, we're at the, I'm at the point where if I want to get to the next level, I have to do more. So, uh, it's going to go to four days a week. Last year we switched to three. This is going to go to four days a week. I'm going to start bringing money into it because money is something that's so important that we see buyers struggle with. Um, but then, I mean, honestly, my biggest concern this year is making sure that I provide a client experience that lives up to what people expect. And that is tough. If they've watched 50 hours of you, how do you ever live up to the person who's always happy in six minute increments? <laughs> right. It, you don't think about that, but that is, that is actually one of the newest challenges we have is how do you not, I don't want to let anyone down on what they were expecting. So it's like, we started a book club last year when it was, you know, when stuff took long, like we're just trying to figure out like how to give people what they deserve. What do you mean a book club for who? Well, like, okay. You know how last year in the industry, it was like hell with closing loans. It took a long time. Yeah. So we were, I was super worried about client happiness because I used to be the queen of like the 12 day close. Suddenly it's like 90 days to close a refinance. I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, like, how am I going to keep people entertained for 90 days? So we like started a book club where we would send out a book and I would do a video about, Hey, this is why I love this book. You know, just little things to say, like, you know, Oh, look, here's a guaranteed rate UV, you know, sanitizer, stay safe during COVID still thinking about you. Thank you for your patience. I'm sorry, this is taking forever, but I'm thinking of you, you know, just what would you want? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And how, what, how did you send those videos out? That wasn't on your YouTube, right? No, private. So I would upload it to YouTube and then they would have a special link. And we have um, Matt on my team who I've named the happiness coordinator. <laughs> and so Matt would send it. And it's funny because, you know, sometimes people would read the email, watch the video, read the book and buy like 10 more of those books, which was fun. And then sometimes they'd be like, why the hell did you send me a book? And I, you know, and you're like, you're like, well, clearly you didn't watch the video or read the email, but yeah, look, you've just got to keep in mind the client, like it's not just about the dollars or the deals, but how do you make them not hate lenders? Exactly. Right. How do you take something that's a painful, it's like going to the dentist. How do you make going to the dentist enjoyable? Right. You know? I mean, laughing gas helps, but outside of that, you know, <laughs> I mean, if we could send laughing gas to everyone, we would, but you know, the laws are so lame. I don't even think we can send CBD outside of California. No, that's brilliant. I love that idea. Okay, cool. Well, listen, I know you're busy, crazy busy, and I know you've carved out this time just for this. And I appreciate it very, very much. Um, like I said, we're going to put links to your channel in the show notes. Hey, listeners, you know what to do. If you like this episode, leave us a review and we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.